chills with Meg Getz. Real scary, real silly, real stories. Welcome to another Shiver episode. We're just riding out this new year with Shivers. I do have a very fun guest today. My fiance. Ew. <laughs> Don't say ew. I've been joking with people that like at work, I used to say my girlfriend because it was always easier because there was never like the follow up question of, oh, oh who's Meg? Oh, I was going to say, what else would you say? <laughs> My so like, roommate. <laughs> so like in, instead of saying, oh, Meg said, I would say, oh, my girlfriend said, and then it's just easier. It's, you know, right. it's an easy shorthand. But now that you're my fiance, I go, oh, Meg said. <laughs> you don't want me to be called your fiance? It's just, it's fewer questions. <laughs> understandable, understandable. Yes, you haven't been on since the proposal. Is there anything you want to say about it? Um. I think everything I want to say is uh, go listen to Meg's episode of Feel Feelings, where, where we put it all into one place, both sides of our story. They've all heard your side. Yeah. That was the Melissa episode, which was fun. That was the first time I learned a lot of information from that day. Yeah. There was a lot of um, Yeah, I had a fun flat tire on the way up that I couldn't talk to you about because then it would have been like, oh, you're here already? Yeah. So I had like... A two-hour delay, flat tire. Well, I think I said in my retelling of the story, was like, there was one point I knew you were coming up, and I was like, he's, he's dead. Well, my phone did die, which was fun, because I was also trying to communicate with you and the people at Pep Boys, who... <laughs> I don't even know if we talked about it on, on the other episode, but when we went to pick my car up, the tire that I had gotten fixed, that they said at 6 o'clock the day before... Is done. You can come pick it up now. Was flat when we got yeah. to Pep Boys. <laughs> I was like, what did you do? Yeah. And like, it was definitely a new tire. They just put on a new flat tire. I was like, guys, that's not, that's not what oh I came guy. here for. <laughs> yeah. And they were all like, what? What do you, what do you mean too. it's flat? It's <laughs> like, no, I, you can see it from where we're standing. It's flat. You have really bad cars. Yeah. This one specifically. You might be cursed. This one has had what, two accidents without me even being in the car. If you hear that, that's our dog scratching. Did they pick up on that? I cannot tell, but I'm not cutting it out. Anyway. Birdie is sleeping in between the two of us, except for now her ears perked up because I said her name, but she's, so she's still pretending to be asleep. Oh. She's the greatest. She's gotten huge to everybody. She's like four times the size of what she used to be. She's massive. Anyway. And not done yet. <laughs> and not done yet. Only six months old this week. Anyway, I hope you guys are having wonderful uh, Christmas, holidays, whatever you celebrate. I didn't want to leave you with nothing going into the new year. So we're just going to have a nice chill. Shiver, I do have a lot of really cool guests and episodes lined up for the new year. This is not the show ending. Keep on listening. <laughs> Yeah, don't don't leave now. Now is when it's getting cool. I have so many cool. I have a, yeah. Just you wait. We're coming back really strong in January. But for now, we're going to talk about uh, some NFL curses. Well, why? Why? But why are why? you suddenly interested in NFL football? Because I'm in my fantasy league's playoffs. Yeah. I came in sixth, which is <laughs> great. What? Twelve. Oh, so okay. I don't I don't mind. You know, it's a top half of the league. I, I can track back all my mistakes and see what I could have done differently. There's one game against Sheamus where they told me that the guy was not going to play, and then he did play, and then another guy was out that I could have switched him for, and I lost that game by like four points, and I would have won, and I would have been in the playoffs at least. But you, you know, think you'd be in the playoffs because of that one game. You're oh one for game sure, away. yeah, I'm one, I'm one game out. Oh, yeah. that sucks. I just missed. I had a, I had a good run at the end that. 
just fell a little short, which is very frustrating. Yeah, that's crazy. Every single game that I've won, I was like, that, this feels illegal. Like, I don't know what I'm doing at all. Like, I'm just, like, <laughs> fucking around. And it's Shout like, out my Blanket and Covers co-host, John Trainer, who drafted your team. <laughs> Thank you, John. Except I've had to redraft quarterbacks, like, eight Oh, you've seven. had terrible quarterback luck. To, that could be your curse. I do feel cursed in that aspect. Anyway, if you've never done a fantasy draft, first of all, why couldn't it be, like, elves and shit that's what i want yeah. somebody time, has that stand-up routine really? it's very funny the first time i heard fantasy i was like tell me more and then it's like well it's all about points and yeah. i'm like it's a math game for sports talking. dorks i don't want to hear anymore however sometimes <laughs> D for jocks yeah <laughs> that is what and it's it is. 100 what's going it's on it's D yeah. for jocks and they would never admit it and it like yeah enables... just like wrestling as big man ballet it's fine <laughs> And it enables their, like, gambling. Yeah, it's it's office-allowed gambling. Anyway, so if you're into football, if you're into the paranormal, or if you want to just, you know, maybe you're in a conversation where a bunch of guys are talking about football. I don't know if this happens to you guys, but I'm a stand-up, so this shit happens all the time. <laughs> yeah. You will now... Football and wrestling. Not to bring the two things back up again, but <laughs> unavoidable. a nightmare. One of the worst things about being a comic. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> There's yeah. so many worse things. Yeah, not the dark bars you have to venture into oh, alone late God. at night. <laughs> um, but yeah, so if you're this person, or bring it up over the holidays, here are some fun NFL curses. Yeah, if you want to relate to your family while you're watching Christmas Eve football or whatever. Or sometimes it's fun to just change a subject, you know, like say your dad and your brothers or, you know, that one sister that loves football. I don't want to be, uh, <laughs> you know, but um, is just saying like stats at you. Like, I feel like guys like it's like their own code. They're like, blah, 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 18.5 this year, blah, 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 yeah. blah, 1956. I don't do sports that way. I do the eyeball test with sports where like that guy makes me feel joy because of what he's doing. <laughs> the eyeball test. The, ty- the 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 maxi test like that guy looks like fun i like him what are your thoughts on the Kels- on the kelsies i mean their podcast is incredibly successful so i hate them <laughs> yeah let's get our podcast yeah no actual ill will i love both of them for different reasons but you know uh, new heights is uh unnecessary i'd accept you dating taylor swift to become famous well, let's uh, set it up. <laughs> I'll give her a call after this. Yeah, she's from Reading. The, not the poor part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, make that distinction. Um, but yeah, let's get into this. Let's get into the spooky. Any thoughts before we get into Um, No, I've always been kind of interested in this. And it weirdly stems from a Marlon Wayans movie where he dies and then is a ghost helping his former terrible basketball team. What's it called? Uh, Sixth Man. Sixth. Is it is it a com? It's a comedy, right? I'm pretty sure, but he is a young kid who dies. So what is it? Black Angels in the Outfield. Uh, yeah, kind of. Except for it's just him. What do you mean it's just him? Like it's not like a bunch of oh, angels. It's, it's not just angels. him. He He's a like he is a dead then. man. <laughs> He's a child who dies. How does he die? Can we know? I, I forget what the diagnosis was. I want to say it's like a heart thing, but he like dunks a ball and then just falls flat on his back and is dead. Dude. And then it's a comedy. You know what's crazy? It's like that's that's the type of comedy that I would go in like not realizing how sad that part's gonna be. Yeah. Like you think I it's honestly be didn't funny. think about that until right now. Yeah, like I saw that movie as a kid and you, it like stuck. Yeah, it probably traumatized you a little bit. Um, yeah, I don't want to dunk because of it. <laughs> oh, is that what's that's why? You that's why yeah, I, okay. I didn't dunk in my well, entire life. We've had this conversation too. I think it's weird that you've never been dunked on. I've been dunked on. Yeah, but I didn't play basketball. Oh, okay. <laughs> what? But I'm just gonna stand there and be like, do it. <laughs> it's yeah, they, it's a rite like, of passage. Just go ahead. You're like banned from a couple basketball courts. <laughs> you won't stop standing under the hoop trying to get dunked on. It's like really gross. <laughs> I did dunk on a kid once. It was pretty fun. Oh, yeah. On a normal hoop, though? No, right? Um, like a child hoop? No, it, was, it wasn't like a low, but it wasn't all the way. It was like an eight foot or a nine foot. It's like it wasn't like a full up. Okay, we get it. And it wasn't an actual basketball. Eight foot, or nine foot, it seven was... foot, huh? Remember that little <laughs> yeah. one time? How does it go? 
All I know is the banana. Anyway, holy Come. cow, you guys. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Let's get this thing moving. Okay. Daylight coming. Go ahead. <laughs> the first story is, uh, this is all from the same article titled NFL, Five Most Bizarre Curses in League History by Hayden Bird. Um, and I'm obsessed with this first one. It's the curse or, or like the belief that Joe Namath of the New York Jets sold his soul to the devil for a Super Bowl ring. And then here's the story. This comes from um, a t- an article titled Joe Namath sold his soul to win Super Bowl and cursed the Jets forever. Well, it worked, I guess. What was that, Super Bowl three? <laughs> <laughs> so what happened is uh, Joe Namath guaranteed the New York Jets would win against the juggernaut Baltimore Colts in Super Bowl three. Yeah, everyone thought he was crazy. Quote, the Jets will win this Sunday, Namath said at an awards ceremony in Miami a few days before the game. I guarantee it. Bold <laughs> words from a half-drunk guy whose team was 19.5 point, uh, 19.5 point underdogs. Wow, he was a drunk back then, too. <laughs> oh, stop it. But when's the last time someone inebriated ever said something they regret? So he actually lived up like to the time where he uh, told Susie Colbert on the sidelines that he wanted to kiss her because he was drunk and they were interviewing him during a Monday night football game. Whoa. Real story. What a great guy. Who is Susie Colbert? She's a sideline reporter for ESPN. And was he like being a reporter at that time or a player? No, he was just a guy on the sideline, you know, Jets legend. So they were interviewing him during oh, a Jets yikes. game. Susie Colbert, I believe, graduated with my Aunt Maureen. I mean, he was probably way too old to be doing that, but sometimes I think about, like, how grateful I am that I... I mean, I'm not famous now. We'll see one day. But, like, how yeah. I didn't become famous in my 20s. Oh, a part of me wants to drop in the Joe Namath clip. <laughs> Don't it's do so it. creepy. Don't it's do so it. creepy. Um, but he had a great game. He uh, completed 17 of his 28 passes for 206 yards. Oh, yeah, it's a legendary performance, for sure. Yeah, it's a legendary instance of putting your money where your mouth is. But afterwards, his career began to regress due to injuries, and the Jets didn't make the playoffs the rest of his career in New York. However, the Jets' postseason woes have extended long after their Hall of Fame quarterback hung up the cleats. They've not only failed to win another Super Bowl in the past 53 years, they haven't even returned. Not once. This is all stuff I'm aware of. You know this? <laughs> yeah, they're notoriously bad. So, like, okay. You come from a Jets household. I can't believe that's not, like... Ugh, I know they're bad because we're Yankees Jets, and I've always been, like, if people are, like, you're a Yankees fan, I'd always be, like, but I'm also a Jets fan. But we do out. torture ourselves. We had Chad Pennington hanging on our wall. Amanda had a crush on Chad Pennington. <laughs> yeah, because he's a blonde, rich dude. What like... an insane name. Chad Chad Pennington. You know that dude stuffed kids in lockers. He still does. Yeah. No shot that he doesn't. Mark Sanchez. Oh, Mark Sanchez was another one. Oh Mark God. Sanchez, who played the little alien on The Masked Singer. He had, <laughs> oh. he had a little puppet alien. He was in a costume, and then he like puppeted he the little man. I don't remember. He got out pretty quick, but I mean, so so did most people. Anyway, we're staying on track. Uh, I love this curse because it makes me think of little Nikki. <laughs> um, but it's not uh, it's not Joe Namath. It's actually um, what's his name? Uh, Dan Marino of the Dolphins go down to see the devil, and he's like begging him for a ring. And he's like, That's... I couldn't do that to you, Dan. You're too nice to a guy. And then he leaves and he's like, I'm a Jets fan. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys haven't seen Little Nicky, go watch it. It's the best. It got me into uh, the Scorpions. I no. Was... Yeah. No. Yeah. Scorpions. Okay. Uh, Scorpions. You're the one who did that to me. You've done that to me I've before. That. I don't know what you're talking about. I would never do that. But yeah. you've done that to me before. Here I am, Bernard. Bernard. And cut it. That's enough. We can't do more. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, yeah, it was. It's a great movie, but it's just so funny to me. Like the idea of players selling their soul. Like you would think he would sell his soul for more than one game. Like the devil must be a good deal maker. You know. It's. I mean, I. I guess that's classic. The devil is that like he. He gets away with it. It's like, yeah, sure, you get your Super Bowl, which is trivial and whatever. They're going to play 50 more of them and people are going to forget about you. Right. Because you're 
a creep, <laughs> whatever. Right. Also, very fun Simpsons cameo is Joe Namath. But uh, yeah, of course the devil's gonna win. Right. That was like Joe Namath is gonna beat the devil. I like, feel like it was a win-win for the devil because he got to upset a bunch of other like like fans of the store yeah. as well. Yeah, the Baltimore Baltimore Colts who were soon just overnight taken from their city and moved to Indianapolis. I was gonna say I don't even recognize that team name. That's how strong the devil was that day. You should look up that story. You will uh, hate rich people. <gasps> will I? Yeah. I, I could never imagine. Could you believe it? Rich people. Um, let's keep going. Uh, okay, ready for number four? Yeah. It's my one of my. These are all my favorite. I was I'm gonna sorry, say guys. the last one was your favorite. <laughs> I I just love that like these people can be so paranormal, and uh, I can't help but notice that Giselle Bunchton is not on this list, so they don't know anything. Well, she's that's not. that's true, but you've talked about that on the show before. Maybe she's too new, but I think she's, she's quitting now. Oh yeah, he retired yeah. for real. Yeah, but like, I guess that's not confirmed right that's a lot of like i mean like tiktok tiktok sleuthing they split up he played the worst season of his life and now he's retiring yeah yeah so i mean he's also like 42 years old less (laughs) i'm happy for her they made 80 for brady after that too so like you know what could she have really done show up he's in that movie 80 for brady is a movie about these old ladies that are like 80 years old and love Brady. Yeah, they're Patriots fans and they just have to go to this game. Snore. It's just like fever pitch. I'm not trying to watch any Boston sports theme movies. <laughs> Gag. Tom anyway. Brady, surprisingly good in that movie, though. Of course he is. Yeah, they hit a pretty good moment in that Look movie. Let's continue. Him and Lily Tomlin. She's great. Marcus Allen, Hurst, Al Davis, and the Raiders. I do know a little bit about this, this one. This is hilarious. <laughs> Marcus Allen was one of the greatest running backs of all time. I was going to say, give us some context on this guy. What's his, um, his claim to fame was, I mean, like, we see a lot of it now, and he kind of doesn't get the credit that I think he probably should, but he was one of the first running backs to be known for being a receiver also. So he would get, like, a lot of yards on, like, passes out of the backfield. So he became a very versatile player and was like, I wonder where he is now. But for a long time, it was, like, Jerry Rice, Marcus Allen, as far as, like, total yards and touchdowns and all that. Like, he was up there for a really long time. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Here it's listing him as a Hall of Fame running back because he played with the, with Oakland and uh, Oakland slash LA Raiders. Yes. I guess football teams were just moving around a lot in the yeah, beginning. They are in Las Vegas now. Anyway, uh, his reverse field run in Super Bowl XVIII, no shot of me guessing that number. Mm-hmm. Hold on, XVIII is 18. 18 helped to secure the Raiders' third Super Bowl trophy. Yet Raiders owner Al Davis, never one to hide his true opinion, called Allen a cancer on the team during a contract dispute. Yeah, Al Davis is a just legendary piece of shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. If if you know people who are like 40 and up who are Raiders fans, it's because they think it's cool that their owner was a piece of shit. <laughs> like, if you are not yeah. from Oakland or yeah. Los Angeles, the only reason you like the Raiders is because they're this, like, rebellious organization when in reality it's just a rich, spoiled jackass you know what's weird i feel like okay so this is also kind of like talking paranormal it's like aura like whenever i've thought of the raiders and i don't know if it's because their colors are black and white i've always felt like a negative energy about the raiders well they they put it out that's what they want to put out like their their fan base is the ones that like deck themselves out in like crazy spikes and face paint us too no we're just normal crazy Okay. We're, so what? They're like the goths. They're they're costume crazy. Uh, I'm also costume. Yeah. Crazy. I love a costume. I love some spice. And like growing up, my football team was black and white, and they're black and silver, and it's like the only one that was even close to matching what our uniforms were. And I still was like, they, this isn't it. Like, I don't like it. Anyway. Yeah. Um, Al Davis, when he wanted to move the team, the league was like, no. And then he just sued the league, and the league was just like, 
fine, fuck it, whatever, do what you want. What like, you're hell? such a pain in the ass. That's that's so crazy to me. Yep. So, and I believe his family still owns the team. Oh, rich people. Okay, so, um, the football player Allen eventually, because Allen and Al Davis is like yeah, Marcus Allen, Al Davis. <laughs> It's very confusing. Okay, Allen eventually left the Raiders and has cursed Al Davis, allegedly hexing a Davis photo and keeping it in his freezer. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it was effective because since the Raiders, since then, the Raiders have largely been a shadow of their former selves, with the obvious exception of the Super Bowl in 2003, though they did lose. That they lost. Yeah. <laughs> I just, um... Love that. Yeah, we should all be texting our ex-employers that did us wrong. I mean, to do everything that Marcus Allen did for that team, and then have Al Davis be like, no, you're ruining our team. It's like, no, he was the team. Damn. So like, yeah, if Marcus Allen wants to be like, hey, fuck you forever, I think he probably has the rights to. I think it's like not as big of a leap as you think to have, um, Football players that are superstitious, which is so. Oh, yeah, not at all. Like at first, when you hear that a player is literally like putting a picture in a freezer, which as someone that like dabbles in witchcraft, it kind of makes sense, right? It's like cooling him off, you know, like slowing him down a little bit. Um, I tried to get more details of the hex, but I couldn't find it because uh, I would love to know specifically what the intention was. But I think it's kind of clear that he wanted to F up the game for a while. Oh, yeah. He wanted to ruin their time. Um, But yeah, it just it does make sense to me that that football players, you know what? I bet you all of them do stuff like this. Oh, I would not be surprised in the least. I, I just looked it up. Marcus Allen is still eighth on the all time yards list. Uh, What does that mean for our listeners and also me? Because I don't know what that means. That. There's a, a few players who have passed him since he retired, but he finished his career third all-time in total yards. Shit. Good for him. Anyway. Actually, he might have been second. Jerry Rice might have passed him after he retired. I don't know where they line up. But I do wonder if they still, if he still has that picture in his freezer these days. I want to follow up on that. Yeah. If, I, if I find more information on it, because you know, it feels like the kind of thing that, you know, you get older, that other guy dies, and you, you talk about it, you joke about it. Right. So there, there might be some more current stories on that. I'm like loving this topic. I'm having so much fun. Yeah, I kind of wish we had uh, stumbled into the paranormal sports world earlier <laughs> so we'd have more to uh, connect on there. Yeah, I mean, I've been really enjoying this list specifically and just the doing these shivers. I feel like I, I'm just so much more energized and focused ever since I started taking those magic mind shots. Tell me about them. What is that? Have I told you about them? They, um... I saw them come in the mail. I was going to say, they're those little green bottles. They're not spells, even though it's magic mind. Just coincidence. (laughs) Did you think I was hexing former coaches? Yes. You're you're why the Eagles have lost three in a row. (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't good for my fantasy team. But no, I've been taking magic mind, which is amazing. I really think that it helps me focus. It energizes me. I really enjoy that you can take it with your coffee, too. Oh, like you can put it like in it or just like another oh, thing? Oh, no, no, no. You, it's just like a little tiny shot and then you drink your coffee with it. But it Because I, I love that. I, I love a second flavor to the coffee. It just like balances. It's a really good flavor, too. It's like a little fruity and it kind of has like a little kick of spice at the end. Oh. Too. Yeah, I really, really enjoy it. I guess I'll allow you to, to have one. Oh, um, lucky me. <laughs> I get one. I hope I like it a lot. <laughs> you only get one because I want all of them. Um, but no, I really like it. I feel like they came like I I called to the universe and Magic Mind answered because with preparing for our wedding, starting that journey. <laughs> there is so much going on. A dog going through gross parts. Yeah. <laughs> doing stand up and managing the podcast. Like it is a lot to take care of. And yeah. What I really like about Magic Mind is that you feel yourself focusing, um, but you don't feel anxious. 
and that's like so oh so it's not like that like an hour into red bull feeling yeah no yeah and you don't have the come down either because of it you just feel like you almost feel more i'm an anxious person what so for me, <laughs> no way so for me i feel like much more relaxed and just much more ready to take on the day which is so great and you guys can get magic mind too because i actually have a discount code no way yeah <laughs> yeah okay so it's just magicmind.com forward slash real chills and the discount code is real chills 20 uh with this code you can get up to 56 percent off of your subscription for the next 10 days that's uh significant it's pretty sweet like, yeah I'm, i might just go do that yeah um you should you get the 30 pack it's the best value <laughs> <laughs> and then you can have too. And then I, yeah, and then I will not share them with you. Yeah. No, they are. They are really good. Um, sorry, I was getting excited. This code is valid forever as twenty percent off for both one-time purchases and subscriptions, but it's only fifty-six percent off subscriptions for the next ten days. So that's like over half. So act now. So act now. <laughs> you can do it. And then you two will be talking about sports curses before you know it. Should we get into the next one? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Uh, let's see. What do we got here? Okay, so this is the Super Bowl loser curse, which I think is really interesting. Been there. <laughs> No, that's just the super loser curse. <laughs> Bye. Boom, roasted. Go get some magic mind and go to bed. <laughs> yeah, you could. That's the beauty of it. That's true. I could just, go to sleep with it. I feel like I'm saying every like cheesy like uh, infomercial. That's the beauty, but it's just <laughs> it is. It's like watch me trying to pour it and just like missing a cup. I'm like <laughs> no, <laughs> fumbling with like coffee. It's, no, it is something that like. To me, it was like very calming, but also I was able to focus a lot better. Super loser curse. Super bowl curse. Um, so, too proud of your joke. What? <laughs> you were too proud of your joke. Look, it comes back to get you. So in this case, not since the 1972 Miami Dolphins has a team lost in the Super Bowl one year and returned the next season to win it. Go Eagles. I was going to say, okay, for those of you who don't care about sports, <laughs> me. Um, well, I whatever. We can get into it. Shut up. <laughs> um, the Eagles were in the Super Don't Bowl pretend. last year, and they lost. So now it's like they probably will lose this if they get even close enough. Well, now they need to still work to get into the playoffs. Apparently, yeah. Um, okay, so with minor exceptions such as the 2000 Tennessee Titans, nearly every Super Bowl loser does worse the next year. Call it a hangover or a letdown curse, whatever it is, certainly seems to be effective in curtailing teams. The only teams to get back to the big show the next year after losing, other than Miami, were the 87 Broncos and the Bills during the early 90s. And they both lost. They both lost. Buffalo <laughs> losing four in a row. Yes, they did. They lost to every team in the Eagles division except for the Eagles. Damn. Cowboys twice. Wow. Yeah. Are the Cowboys good? They were. That's why yeah. everybody my age was like, I've always been a Cowboys fan. It's like, no, you haven't. Mm. You were a fan of Troy Aikman and Emmett Smith and Michael Irvin. And... Wasn't is he related? Is Troy Aikman related to the American Idol singer? I don't know which one you're talking about. <laughs> I was making a bad joke about Clay Aiken. Clay Moving Aiken. On. Gotcha. <laughs> you mean the congressman? Okay. Um, but yeah, I thought this one was funny. I'm glad that we get to talk about it because specifically the Eagles um, and how they're already yeah, flopping right they're now. They're currently doing that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know about this one. They in the article they make a good point of like the morale might just be shitty still. It's also hard to get to the Super Bowl. <laughs> like, come on, you did it once, do it again. Not many teams. I mean, it happens more often with the winners making it back, but like, not many teams make it back immediately after winning either. Right. Like, it's not a curse of the winner. It's right. Like, yeah, you lost. Whatever. Go birds. Yeah. I just hope for the city Ugh. that they win. That's what I always... I, either I hope that they win it all or they don't even make it. <laughs> yeah. Is that messed up? Like... It's, it's weird. I don't... 
I don't care as much, but I still catch myself getting like overly invested. Like getting the one was like enough for me. I was like, cool. I saw it. I see what it looks like. No, I want one more. But like going and losing now, I'm like, now that one wasn't enough for me. So now I catch myself like reinvesting and I didn't think I would. I only want one more because the first time that they won, we were at your parents' house, which was nice, but it wasn't in the city. And I just want to be, yeah. I've never, I've lived here for winnings and stuff, but I've never gotten to go out into the city. Yeah. Now that we're in the city proper, it's like, yeah, I don't want to leave if it's happening, Yeah, which was nice. I got to go down to Broad Street and celebrate for the Phillies and the Eagles making it. So that was fun, but yeah. it would have been way more fun to have the big one. For those wondering, I did not go down there. No. You said, fine, have fun. Yeah, be safe with all the crazies out there. Just went and sang Robin with a bunch of drunks. Fair enough. That that song, well, not that one, the cover, I think, maybe maybe the original, crossed a billion plays, and it's pretty much only because of the Phillies. How does that song go? Just like, do. The I'm in the corner. Oh, yeah, yeah, we can't do that either. Um, Yeah. So that's the freaking losers. Super loser curse. Um, otherwise known as the Dan Getz curse. Uh, okay. And this Meg. is <laughs> This is the number one curse. Any guesses? Um I don't know, because like if it were baseball, like there's like the big ones, like, it's like the Red Sox and the We talked about baseball curses. Go check out that episode. <laughs> Like those, those are like legendary. Those kind of permeate through society. Right. I feel like football. I mean, maybe you're gonna say one, and I'd be like, "Oh, right, that." But like, like that's like the only sport you're gonna know immediately once I tell you. Like baseball is the only sport that like jumps to mind with like specific curses. Okay. Well, it is the Madden curse. Oh, the cover. Gotcha. <laughs> so you know it. Okay. Yeah. Maybe they should stop picking bad players. Oh. Okay. Well. Um, it's claimed an enormous amount of destruction. Eddie George, Dante Culpepper, Marshall Falk, Sean Alexander, Brett Favre, all names that exist are probably men. One of them kept playing for a really long time and was also a sex offender. <laughs> Brett Favre? Yes. No way! He's a sex offender? Well, he sent unsolicited dick pics to a sideline reporter. Oh, Jesus Christ. And then he played for the Jets after that. <sighs> this is horrible. <laughs> this is a terrible... But also, that list you rattled off, Eddie George, he is from where I work. Okay. And I had his jersey. I was a big fan of Eddie George. Because uh-huh. that Titans team that was the one you mentioned in the last story, they were so much fun. And the fact that they lost the Super Bowl to the Rams on the freaking one-yard line and the time ran out was so depressing that's so heartbreaking it was so upsetting they had one of the coolest like playoff runs ever just like legendary plays all throughout and then marshall falk one of the best running backs of all time and i feel like madden curse is just like no he played for a long time he was an old guy at that point it's like this is why it's hard first of all they don't know the madden curse yet but oh yes go it's hard to be a sports fan because it's so heartbreaking um but yes the belief is that the year after a player is the player on the like case of the Madden game, they get injured. Looking at you, Peyton Hillis. Okay, you're just Mike Vick set off a disastrous campaign where he broke his leg in preseason and missed twelve games. And he's a great guy. All of these people that were on the Madden cover were also horrible people. No, Eddie George is notoriously great. Oh, okay. I was going to say, maybe it's not a curse and maybe it's more karma. Yeah, maybe you get what's coming to you. Again, this is and a big universe. Yeah, <laughs> so. You know what? I, I accept Michael Vick's apologies and all the good he's done oh, since. Did he but apologize? Yeah, and he did a lot of the right things did afterwards. Did he do nice like, things actu- like, Yeah, the actual right things to do. Okay. And a lot of repenting and whatever. But it's still very difficult to get over. Yeah. It's... It's weird to think about how these people are just people and yeah. can be bad. Like, I'm not saying like, oh, he just made a mistake because that's horrible. And like, it's, a horrible thing. I, I understand there's part of it that like, that's the culture he came up in. But like, as soon as you reach a level where you can look back and make it better and you just continue to do it, 
And that's when it becomes a problem. But I, guess, right. I, I understand that it's hard to get away from the life you were raised in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's sad. Again. For everyone involved. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of people who don't believe in this. But hey, say that to the Madden video games PR head who's finding it harder and harder to get star players to be on the cover of one of the world's most popular video games. I, They're I, so superstitious. Football players. I want to look up who the, like, the Madden covers are. And the only reason I remember Peyton Hillis is because he was the one who um, they did a fan vote. Uh-huh. And like I, I guess they had probably pre-narrowed it down of like, these are the players who were willing to put on the cover. Who do you want? Right. Peyton Hillis was a white running back. Who do you think won? It was the white running back. Oh, damn. I tried to look up the most superstitious football player, and it's only showing me soccer players. <laughs> yeah, well, they're lunatics. Yeah. They're even worse than baseball players. Are they? They're more superstitious? They're- I would love to have a breakdown of, like, sports fans, like, who's the most superstitious and who's the least. Oh my god, okay, so John Henderson, do you know who that is? I do not. He's a Jacksonville, former Jacksonville Jaguars defensive tackle John had one of the most intense pre-game rituals. He would have a member of the training staff slap him in the face before each game. (laughs) That's the training staff. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was them getting him game ready. You know they had to like pull the shorts around and be like, ah, you gotta go slap Henderson. Oh, go slap our strongest lineman. (laughs) (laughs) hope his reflexes don't kick in and just pummel you to the dirt (laughs) i'm obsessed with that oh my gosh oh ray lewis was on the cover really yeah this fun guy it's like you go from i mean marshall falk nothing nothing notable wrong with him and then you get to michael vick ray lewis donovan mcnab (laughs) yikes I found him- Vince Young was on there. I flew on a plane next to him once. It was very weird because he was a uh, current NFL player wearing a uh, ring the size of my hand for wow. his uh, national title that he won in Texas. That's pretty sweet. Flying on Southwest, which is, you know, first come, first serve seating. It's like, why are you here? Like we've said before, they're just people. Yeah, you don't belong here. But I found a really fun article of different football players' superstitions. Hold on, before we do that, yeah, I want to finish the Vince Young story Ugh, because no one it, even knows who he is. He's a college football legend, and that means very little to college me. But football. people do know who he is. Okay, well but, now that I know he's college football, him being on a normal plane is not even that weird. No, but he was an active NFL player at the oh, time. Okay, okay, and he had he had an okay NFL career. Okay, and then whatever ended up. Um, floundering as an Eagles backup at one point, played a couple games, who cares? But he, I guess it wasn't Southwest because it was an assigned seat, but he just kind of took an open seat because it was an aisle and he's a, an athlete, you know, a professional athlete, gigantic dude. Mm-hmm. And this woman comes on very late and was like, that's my seat. And he was being very polite about it. I was like, do you mind? Like if we, if we switched or whatever, like I'm, I'm sorry, I thought this was just an open seat, whatever. And the lady was like, aggressive, like, no, absolutely not. That's my seat. No. I was sitting on the aisle next to him. And like the temptation to be like, yeah, Vince Young, you can sit in my seat. Yeah. <laughs> like, whatever, you're a celebrity. And this That's little weird. old lady is yelling at you. It feels weird. But he was very polite about it. And he got up and moved back. Yeah, because he was in the wrong seat rude but it was it was at the point in a flight where it's like oh no one's gonna be oh, there okay well yeah you would hope he would get up if it's not too yeah this lady was like super aggressive and he was like uh, what okay <laughs> whatever planes me yeah apparently that lady too yeah okay so this article is titled 10 nfl players with program rituals you have to care about by cameron miller uh okay so brian Erlocker. Uh, when it comes to him, he needs to eat cookies. What? <laughs> yeah. So there's no reasoning really either. Um, he just likes to eat cookies before games. Does it say what kind? No. 
this could be. Yeah. What? Here we go. How does it not give me that detail? It just says that he has to have cookies before every game. Is it some like protein packed whatever? Like just sweets. It's not like like an Oreo. Yeah. I'm thinking, I'm picturing, like, a chocolate chip cookie the size of his head. Like a fudge stripe. One full one. Like a big one. Or a grasshopper. I'm just rattling You're off. You're just steaming cookies. Keebler cookies. <laughs> Michael Strahan. Guess what he does? He hosts television shows. Uh, he likes to talk to socks. I wonder if he still does that. Is that part of his segments on television? <laughs> Goes on Good Morning America. It's like, welcome everybody. This is my sock friend. It is interesting. Um, L- live with Kelly and Michael. He's like Kelly, Sox. Michael, and Michael socks. <laughs> it doesn't say what he talks about. His socks, like you know, just shooting the shit. It's like which foot do you want to be on? Is there a difference? Nope. Like, am I been wearing my right foot and my left foot this whole time without knowing? Yeah, that's why you've been. Makes a lot of sense. My feet do hurt a lot. This article is annoying me because it's not giving me that much. Come um, on, Cameron Miller. Come on, Cameron. Details. <laughs> that I didn't want to look up myself. I just wanted you to provide them. Um, oh, my God. Eli Manning. What a doof. He, um, <laughs> he looks himself in the mirror and says, everything's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, no. That's, yeah. Um, he does that just... We're going to get through this, guys. He doesn't need to. His mom calls him. But Eli Manning, he Cooper decides. gives him a call. Yeah. He decides on a t-shirt that will be his lucky shirt for the season each season. And then on every game day, he makes sure to wear the shirt. So what? I'm sure he's won two Super Bowls, but he played a lot of seasons. What do you mean, so what? Like, how lucky is it if it, I mean, it worked twice. But, like, how lucky is it if, like. He won two Super Bowls and might not even be a Hall of Famer. I mean, like, maybe he just picked bad shirts those years. Yeah, but then why why commit? Because you gotta when, pick the right shirt. When do shirt. you decide that, like, it's like week three and everything's going sideways, and you're like, this wasn't it? No, you Do you commit? I commit. I would wear it year round. I don't know. I think my superstition would be like, not working. Moving on. <laughs> Need a new one. Yeah, it's, it's a winning shirt. It's not a ride it out until the end shirt. I suppose you have a point there. Um, but yeah, uh, Marshawn Lynch has, it, this isn't really. Is it a Skittles? Skittles, and he also takes a shot of Hennessy. I believe all of that. Uh, Marshawn Lynch is hilarious. Yeah. So that he's one of the sense. few people who is naturally funny that when he got praised for being funny, stayed funny. Yeah. And like his actual intentional funny is still funny. He's just like one of you know how sometimes people just have it and you're like, oh I just like like that. Oh yeah. He's just one of those people. For for anyone who hasn't seen it, look up uh it's a video of Marshawn Lynch when he was a Seahawk going back to Buffalo and going to his favorite restaurant that is the local Applebee's. <laughs> And it, it is a freaking delight. Was Marshawn Lynch the viral video where it's like, hold my dick? I think he's the... Marshawn Lynch, shut up, Drew Brees. I think he's the player in the clip. Oh my god. Yeah. I need to find that to post it's for you a, on It's a video game player voicing over it. Oh but yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure he is the run. player. It's not yeah. a real run. Yeah, I forgot about that. Is that the one where he has like a broken leg? Yeah, where his yeah. leg is like dangling yeah. sideways in the video game yeah. or whatever oh my god that is like peak like 2000s internet for me like 2015 internet it reminds me did you ever play nfl blitz of course not it, I mean, of course not you grew up in a house with every video game so like yeah. it's not crazy to think nfl blitz is the the nfl video game where like the rules just didn't exist okay so like my favorite thing to do is i would line up next to the quarterback like offsides entirely uh-huh. and he would get the snap and i would just level him yeah. every play and it was so much fun and you're just it was just though. chaos and it was just like well you did it nice <laughs> there yeah. was no repercussions and then you you would go on offense and the defense would just play normal <laughs> like well you could do it too but well, they didn't fun. football was fun 
I used to play football in gym because I wanted to be one of the cool girls, uh, which I did it. I am one now. No, I'm kidding. But there was one time where I caught it and I literally ran into a guy and then I fell. I, I ate shit because I hit him and he was like a wall. And the gym teacher yelled at him so much. He's like, hey, hey, she's a girl. She's a girl. Hey, no, you don't do that. And it was so <laughs> embarrassing. I didn't play football anymore after that because I was like, all right, okay. There I was ran a, into him. There was a time, it was uh, fourth grade, and we had to do, no, we had to do it. It was intramural football. There was the two dude fourth grade teachers were running an intramural football on every assess you'd go out. Like, and I was picked to be one of the captains, which to this day, I don't know why that was the case. Nobody, like I played football, but like nobody knew I was good at it. I was a lineman. Nobody gave a shit. But I picked this like ragtag group of players that was like, I know they can run. I know they can catch. That's all I need them to do. Let's go win some football games. And we were doing great until the one kid got into trouble. But like he was pretty good the entire season. And then he, I think it was a schoolwork problem, had to stay in recess, like the championship game or the game before the championship or something like that. And it was just like, oh, well, we don't have him. We're not going to, we're not going to put this together the way we have been. We ended up losing. But I got in trouble because the player from the other team had gotten the ball and was running down the sidelines. And instead of going for his flag, I just gave him a little, like a little push. Uh... And they were like, you can't do that. You sneaky like, motherfucker. It's like, what are you talking about? Like, This is flag football. I didn't even push him hard Not enough to fall down. push football. That's a different game. I basically just moved enough to scare him into stepping out of bounds. And like, just because I touched him doesn't mean I pushed him. I pushed him. Yeah. So this is all the stuff I was saying to the guy. He's like, why? You can't do that. I was like, tell me why. He's like, you can't do that. I was like, tell me why. But everyone knew you pushed him. That's why. And he was like, yeah, go for the flag. I was like, but I wasn't going to get the flag. So you're always gaslighting. Yes. <laughs> Wait, are you gaslighting me about gaslighting? Yes. Because that's anyway. not gaslighting. That's lying. <laughs> it's so much different. I do have a hard time making a distinction between gaslighting and just straight up fucking like, I wasn't Gaslighting try- is lying. I, I wasn't trying to convince him that his truth was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> his truth was right. I was yeah. lying. <laughs> Oh my god. And like I knew I wasn't gonna get away with it, but I still fought it. I was the captain. I had to defend my team. You had to be a dick. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, basically. I'm trying to think. I didn't have any pregame rituals. I don't remember having any. I had stuff that I would do, but it wasn't like an every game thing, but there was definitely stuff where like I felt more confident when I did it. Yeah. With like eye black and like that kind of stuff where yeah. like if I like, took the time and like focused on doing it, it was enough like head in the game kind of thing. Right. They're like if the coach just like walked up and did it, it was like, oh, all right. Well, because I'll get ready a different way. Yeah. <laughs> Crap. <clears throat> uh, sports. You brought it up. What, the sports? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I hope you guys uh, like this sports. episode. I do like sports. I do. I like that. And I've tried to write jokes about this. I've told it on stage. In my experience, men tend to like to poo-poo magic and rituals and spells. And yeah. they don't even realize the extent to which they are practicing magic and manifestation oh, I, and spells I bet all you, the time. I bet you that sports fans and probably football fans more specifically are more superstitious than players in the game. That's so funny. Like, they have lucky jersey. They have lucky seat on the couch. They have, like, that friend can't come over. Like I might try to make this a stand-up joke because I just thought of it, but my favorite superstition is the kind that's bad, but you're stuck with it. Yeah. Like, where they're like, well, I ate... That's the example I was going to, too. What? I was like... Well, I ate nine hot dogs and they won, <laughs> yeah. so... Yeah, so now every game, even though my doctor says I'm going to die if I don't stop, I eat nine hot dogs. Super Bowl or bust. <laughs> and by bust, I mean my bust over He's my like, gravesite. <laughs> like, beep, beep. Like, anyway, anything for your team, right? <laughs> but yeah, those are my favorite kinds of superstitions. The one where they're like, fuck, 
in the superstition. Uh, I would love it if it was like somebody brings their like worst friend over and all of a sudden it's like the biggest victory of all time and it's like you need to bring that Damn asshole it. over again. You gotta convince them to Ugh. Amazing. Seamus. No! I love Seamus. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for doing this episode. I think that's where we'll leave it. Right nice. Um, I do want to say again, I mentioned it in the beginning, we have some really, really cool guests coming up in the new year. So... Um, definitely keep a lookout for that. I'm going to start posting on Instagram again. Please forgive me. Um, Don't. <laughs> <laughs> where can people find you now? Um, let's see. This will be out this week. So there's a couple of fun feel feelings things coming up since we uh, we're a Monday release. So we'll be out on Christmas and New Year's Day. So for Christmas, we're going to do a radio show. Like an old school, like oh, love it. as if we're DJs, we're gonna we're gonna put that out there and mm-hmm. and see how it goes. And then, any listeners who feel like coming on, feel feelings. Our January first episode is our two hundredth episode. <gasps> Congratulations! So we we will be doing one of our old uh, open house episodes where we send out the link to anybody who wants it. And people can kind of come and go as they please and drop in whenever they want. So we are, uh, you know, open to all comers for sometime between Christmas and New Year's. We'll be recording that one. So oh, hell yeah. anybody wants to be a part of it, you can find me, Danny underscore gets on pretty much everywhere. I'm, I'm pretty quick to respond. So if you want to be on it, let me know. It's going to be really fun. And I have a lot of old friends and then probably people I've never met before. <laughs> nice. Yeah, go do that. It's fun to be on a podcast. Oh, and blanketing covers. Yeah. We're at the uh, the year end, which means there's a uh, Christmas song episode, which is going to be last Christmas this year, and then a year end wrap up where we go through the uh, best songs of the year, best albums, and then the best stuff that is new to us this year, whether it's like new in the year or not. Very cool. Yeah, and then for me, you can find me at Meg Gets Money or follow at Real Chills podcast i'm gonna start posting a lot there um and then also if you're in philadelphia we are doing ghosted at helium on december 30th it's a 4 30 p.m show so if you have kids or you want to be in bed by six like all of my friends like i want to (laughs) yeah especially this time of year you can do that with our show so come out it's gonna be a lot of fun yep 4 30 great lineup it's so much fun uh ghosted comedy show on instagram Get all the info. Keep up on it. Yeah. Other than that, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you have a happy holiday. Bye. Find us on the places you get podcasts and subscribe. Visit our website at realchillspodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram at realchillspodcast. Do you know someone who should be on Real Chills? Is that person you? Go to realchillspodcast.com slash submit and tell us more. Artwork by Libby Rundell. Music by Sam Williamson. Real Chills Podcast is produced by Meg Getz and Alyssa Truskowski. This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information and links to other shows, please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com slash podcasts.